let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Man, I messed up today. I messed up. My pap called me during my other radio show, and usually dad doesn't call at that time. It's it's very random. Um, yeah. And I'm like, ah, ah hold on, Jason, I got to answer this. Uh, it was while we were in commercial break, and I answered thinking it was like, if dad calls me then, it's it's either really serious or he just has a dumb joke he wants to tell me. Hey. Either way, it's worth answering. Sure. Uh, but it was just about our AT&T, because I have the phone plan, and him and my mom are on it, and so sometimes they need to ask me questions. Um, yeah, sure. So like CJ, what was the security question thing or something like that? Or? No, it's, it's more that like I'll buy stuff on our plan, and then my dad gets a text. Uh, and he's like, oh, he always thinks it's like someone hacking into our AT&T account. Uh, scamming or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what's frustrating, too, is I'm the I'm the primary and the like bill payer on the account. Wasn't always the case. I was on my parents' account for a long time. But oh, now yeah. is a now return of the it favor. Woo. I pay for them and their iPhone 5s uh, while I keep upgrading. Anyhow, like he always, th- for some reason... His phone number is the one they always go to. I guess it's because he started the account with that. So he'll get these texts. I'm like, no, Dad, that's legit. I did this. I did that. I changed that. Uh, so that's why he called. And he goes, oh, also, um, you missed your mom's birthday. And I was like, oh, crap. No! That's right. I'll call her later. And he's like, yeah, it was Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, oh. No, yeah, man. dude. Um, I would feel so bad. You feel? How are you doing? <laughs> it's, it was election day, man. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. And my first defensive instinct within my brain, uh, my texter told her I'm sorry, I love her, and she kind of made some jokes. But my first instinct, he's like, I can't remember everyone's goddamn birthday all the time. Right. And, like, it's not a significant year. It's just a random – it's not like a 50 or 60 or 75. Like, it's not one a memorable no. year. But then immediately, hypocrite – Alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, CJ, don't you get your feelings hurt if people don't remember your birthday? Yeah. I and then I remember, oh, I'm a sad B day boy, and so is my mom. She's sensitive just like I am, so yeah. of course. Plus, I like that you're trying to defend. You're like, I, I forgot my mom's birthday. Yeah, look, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> just yeah, come on, it's man. It's my mom. If there's a birthday, you should remember one birthday. Yeah. And I'm not, mar- I'm not married, so it's it's probably high. You know, if you're married, probably your spouse uh, sure. or your kids. But, but definitely your mom. <laughs> for you and I, in oh, our man. situation, mom is probably the most important Mama. birthday to remember. Absolutely. Just killed a man. So, me for not remembering. Did you give her a call yet? Because this might be a perfect way to trick her into a, a D's nut joke. Yeah. Okay, what's a good one? So I've used everything. Ligma, CD, mm-hmm. Bofa. Let's brainstorm. I will call her on air with the birthday one, but we got to lead her in with a D's nut oh, that we haven't used. And it can be a stretch. That makes it, if it's something. <sighs> Why don't you stretch these nuts? Oh. <laughs> uh, across your chin. We're talking about almonds, of course. Um, yeah. Let's let's brainstorm a good. And it can. I've also done the simple ones, like uh, not the is your refrigerator one and running, but what's God? What, what what's a good like just kid one, a oh, regular like one? Like a Amanda hugging kids yeah, or something. Yeah, something lame. Uh, uh, you're not calling uh, Moe's Bar or whatever. Or, but. Uh, um, what's up with you? <laughs> or Updog? Updog? I've done. I've got her with that. <sighs> I'm so um, sorry. 
I don't know. We'll think of something. We'll prank call my mom today. Definitely, That's a man. good idea. On uh, top maybe, of that, maybe uh, send us some suggestions at the CJ Morgan on Twitter. At the CJ Morgan on Twitter, at Spencer, Spencer Riddles on Ooh. Twitter as well. Uh, also, today, we're going to do a recap. It's halfway through the edit or bet it season. It's our new contest that we started. So, we're going to go back through because I think I messed up on the scoring. So, we're going to mm-hmm. edit, clear out the scoring, and listen back to some of these. Editor bet it's coming up later today. And last but not least, don't get nervous, Spencer. Don't get upset. Uh-oh. I've already worked through my anger at you. What? I've got some beef with Spencer. Uh-oh. Uh, the two buddies. I see him more than I do anyone else in my life. I remembered his birthday, but not my mom's. <laughs> and we're going to have to hash this out today on the CJ Morgan Show. Simplify, hoorah! Happy birthday, United States Marines! Uh, Yes, today we celebrate the birth of the Marines and Armed Forces Branch of the United States that shares uh, many other duties and areas of other branches of the military, specifically the Navy, also some the uh, Army and the Air Force, but the Marines are their own identity. Yeah. The main, the spear tip, the fighting force of the United States of America, and uh, I didn't know this, um... I knew there was a Marine sort of force back in the uh, revolutionary days, but I didn't know that Continental Congress actually established the official Continental Marines on November 10th, 1775. Like, I knew there was a... I just didn't know it was our Marines. It was our official Marines go all the way back to the Revolutionary War. That's awesome. Uh, Basically, it's a branch of the United States Armed Forces that provides power... Uh, and protection from the sea started as a, a seaborne military entity. Oh. Uh, they would use the mobility of the United States Navy to uh, get to areas fast and uh, forcefully, often a smaller um, overall military force okay. than, say, like the, the standard the Army, the so, Navy, the Air Force. So uh, these were our first like seamen before we had a proper Navy or... No, sorry, so there if I'm was so then confusing things. Sorry, I would, and again, this is going to be super half-ass, but you would uh. the naval uh, in the context of having Marines, uh, the the naval forces would be the men manning the ship, manning sure. the guns, sure, that sure. sort of thing. Whereas the Marines' specific duty okay. was just combat, either to. I guess protect, protect the ship or, or yeah. jump ship to ship, um, and, and you know, in a lot okay. of ancient militaries, that's what they called the Marines, were the were the fighting force within the ship. All right, uh, consider me educated. Yeah, they're, they're all seamen. As the uh, as the Marines developed, it turned into uh, more of a, a force that would be again the the first on the beach, so to say. Or yeah. they they a lot of times they do uh, uh, when not just amphibious landings, but they do the the parachute up and behind, along with you know the army nice. rangers are known for that. Sweet. As a kid, I wanted to be a Marine or in the Army, um, but I got scared. Obviously, oh, the Marines are the toughest what, branch. Uh, what was your inspiration for that? Did you have uh, family my, that was in the military? My grandpa was in the Army, yeah. served from the end of World War II till uh, Vietnam, and then was an Army recruiter up until I was you know, born, until I was around forever. Yeah. Uh, but I, as a kid, I remember other kids saying that, Marines were the scariest, and it was hard, and they were mean. And the Kids two, don't know, man. The two <laughs> things that scared me is they said when you graduate, they uh, and I don't know if they actually do this tradition or not, but they they 
hit the your pin into your chest. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And they're like, but before when you're in boot camp, you have to go into the gas chamber and they put mace and tear gas and you have to take your mask off and breathe. And I was like, ah, uh, not doing that. <laughs> not, nope, I'm out. Not out of Marine. But I guess every uh, every branch does that. I'm and sure. Yeah. When I was in ROTC, I actually ended up having to do that. Oh, wow. So and it sucks. Damn. It sucks. I never had to do it. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, it burns, <laughs> it hurts. You puke, but you can't breathe, and you snot, and even even with the protection, it still sucks. It's uh, awful. So does it, does it help you with, a, like, sort of, I guess, if it happens in a real-life situation, now you have a, a way to deal with it, sort of? or Probably real-life, you know and also identify. probably mental toughness of when you think things okay. are going as planned to be able to operate uh uh, almost automatically. Sure. Um, when when something like that happens, um, because cool. I think that's what a lot of you know military is is, is it's it's you you fall back on your training and your like it's almost automatic. Yeah. Um, anyhow, grandfather, army recruiter. So I drifted towards wanting to be in the army, uh, and then you know when I was in in high school and ROTC and planning for college and military service and all that, he was like, "It's all BS." He's like, "Don't do it." I sent too many boys away that I shouldn't have. Damn. Um, also, there was the uh-huh. whole thing of if you have a certain amount of education, and I wanted to go into like being a warrant officer, go into uh, OTC school, I think it was called, and he's like, it's bullet BS. You're going to go into boot camp as a private. They're going to try to keep you as that or as a lower pay grade as long as they can. College, none of that matters. Damn, he, he just told, He laid it all out, and this is you know a couple of years before he died, before I turned 18. He just... Told Gramps. me not to go into the American military. Giving up all the secrets. I know. Uh, he, uh, he had a, a twenty-one gun, whatever salute at his funeral too, oh, and he was cool. just like, "No, man, it, it's all BS." So here I am, a stupid hippie disc jockey playing songs instead. You did it. <laughs> I can't tell if this Facebook group that I'm in is toxic or not. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. The most important part of radio is the internet. That's what Emily's social cues is all about. Facebook toxic. I don't believe you. <laughs> I know you do. As somebody who frequently gets um, banned. Currently is banned. Oh, you're currently banned yeah. from Facebook. You you know what I mean. Um, so let me explain. I like to be a part of Facebook groups. I love Facebook groups. Honestly, in your 20s, the way to make friends these days are joining niche Facebook gr- groups and going to events. Yes. I know that sounds funny. It sounds weird. It sounds embarrassing. No. But if you want to make friends, that's the best way to do it. Because sometimes, especially in, in this post-COVID world, going outside and doing things is a little bit tough. But um, one of my favorite Facebook groups, which I think is very informative, I'm not going to say the name because it's one of those where it's kind of a girly secret. Okay. Is it where girls show their boobs to each other? (laughs) No. They're real groups like that. People like you are not allowed into people like this group. You gotta go to the dong showing. But there are a, a few Facebook groups out there where it's about women who post photos. Of men that they are about to meet up with on <laughs> from like the internet <laughs> and will post and will say, Hey, does anybody know this person? Are they cool? Tell me 
what you think about them. Hmm. And it's kind of more as, as, as a safety feature. And there have been, oh gosh, the drama that you Man, can find on this Facebook group. trying to hate on my F-boyness. Yeah, the drama you can find in this Facebook group is very fun. Or because, people are cheating. Yeah, people are cheating. Or, or even like, it's even as bad as like, oh yeah, don't go out with that guy. He like... I, I had a, a bad, violent, you know, oh, damn. violent not, relationship so, with him. It's not just so, like, he's a bad kisser. No, oh. no, no, no. So it's not go. like yeah. necessarily just uh. gossip. Some people are truly on there to gossip and just hate men. Sure. But then there's other people that are on there to actually, you know. Inform. so So that's, but that's not the Facebook group I'm, I'm going to be talking about today. That one I know has its toxicness. I know. But it's kind of our little girly secret that I think is important. And any group can turn toxic. I'm in any a, group. My three yeah. main groups. One is for an old morning show that used to be here back in the day. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is for Nintendo Switch stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, another one's just like sports related. So it did. Yeah. Ugh. Anything is toxic. Exactly. And that's why um, the group that I actually want to talk about is something that was suggested from this group. Like Alcoholics it was one of Anonymous. Those <laughs> No, but after I read some of those posts, man, you do need to crack open a bottle of wine and be like, hey, the society that we live in is very sad. But there is a different group called Date Him Austin, and it's the opposite. It's where girls post pictures of guys that they know trying to convince people to date them. But at the same time, I'm like, is that a little too weird? Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? I think that's weird. Will you post pictures of Spinny and I? Do you, but like us together, you. Would you date them together? Yeah, no, so this is the package deal. It's a package, a pa- deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a package uh-huh. deal. You can't separate them. They also like to sleep in the same bed together. Right no, next we don't to say. Each we'll other. just say they are attributes and our friendship. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you date me, you also have to date all of my bros. No, it's not like that. It's just we're, 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 we're <laughs> it's a team. It's just because we're a yeah, team. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I'm not going to think about how that goes into play for um, at night activities. But continuing on. And on all honesty, it, it does seem creepy. It, it does seems seem very it, creepy. I was always paranoid about this when I was single because I always thought I was getting catfished. Yeah. Because I had legitimately had people impersonate me on different platforms and had had, you know, how radio listener internet trolls are. Yeah. So I was always worried when there was like someone's like, hey, I I listen to you. You're cute. You want to meet him? No, no, no. If you knew me from radio and I didn't meet you in person. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. So I am. If you you, did you join this group to check it out? Yeah. It seems fun. Yeah, I did. I did. And And what's the vibe? I'm curious about is. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you want to date this guy yourself unless he's like a friend zone? Yeah, it's all friend zone things. And my other question is, do these dudes know that they're being posted on here? Because what's more embarrassing if you were in this situation? If some girl randomly posted your picture without telling you and being like, this guy's really incredibly single. He's really nice. He's very cute. Dudes are lonely and horny. They, would, they, they probably want to be posted. I really? would say mainly. It I is weird. I think photos. that's I would, weird. I would say most dudes would be okay with it. But yeah, Spence, you did kind of hit on that. It's like, well, if he's so great, why aren't you dating him? Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I'm going to tell you, uh, Emily, if you have single guy friends and single girlfriends from different groups, mm-hmm. don't mix them. It is no. It's it is, it's it's scary. It don't has do been that. horrible for me every time I've had a friend, female, and a friend male, have been like, oh, "I'm single, send me Amazon," and I've done it. It has always turned out bad. Yeah, matchmaking yeah. not the best idea to do. Come on, not in your Come friend on. group. Don't no, no, ask no. where you eat. No, so tell me I how agree. this group gets toxic. How, tell me how it's bad. Oh well, that's the thing is, I don't. Maybe Any kind it's of anonymous. Just, 
posting of people without their consent is weird. Yes, I, that's kind of more of what I was thinking was a little strange. But then also, how can I trust you? Like why? Like you said, why aren't you dating them? Yeah. Why isn't this person, you know, putting themselves out there more? Why are they single if they're so great? What's so wrong with them? Why are they single? You know, and also just the people, including myself, that joined the group. I joined the gr- group out of curiosity. No, you okay? don't. You want to kiss? Um, <laughs> but the people <laughs> that like truly joined this group to find somebody, it just doesn't seem like the people that are posting are going to be good people. I don't know why. It just sounds like it could be manipulative. Mm. Sounds like there could be like another weird, ultimatum. Like a weird desperation or something. I, it's like why would you come to that group? I really don't know. But you're done do you with guys awe. you guys seriously want me to post you on there? Yeah. I can post both you on there. Has to be both. So Spenny said yes. That no, was No, I didn't. No, no, no. I don't it's okay. I just won't post you without uh with your consent. Maybe they're not ready for college. Matt Beard's here for Parent Pickup. Uh, it is for a lot of seniors in high school. Uh, it's uh, the time when you are sending out your applications. You're trying to get into college. Parents are freaked out. Did you go through your applications yet? Have you done this? Did you take your SAT? Did you see that terrible story about uh, a truck that fell over that had a bunch of paper copies of the SAT in it? And um, <laughs> all the kids have to retake the SAT no! now. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. I hated no, that. I didn't take fair. my SAT. Well, I found a pretty good article because uh, more and more parents, I think, are getting hit to this. Some are still afraid of the idea, what will happen to my child if they don't go straight to college. But guess what? They won't have crippling debt. Not everybody <laughs> is ready for college no. and not everybody wants to go to college. And we have to normalize not going straight to college. Yeah, and normalize that it's like, well, the world needs grave diggers and toilet uncloggers. That's not true. There are many very highly skilled things, such as what I was doing right out of high school, welding and, and using cutting torches and you know machines and metal. The and idea that I went you to college and have to force now. yourself into long-term debt immediately uh, when you are not ready to go to school is kind of silly. Absolutely. One thing, it, this was an article I found that was written to young people, but I'm going to kind of relay it to parents as well. Assessing self-discipline. You know if your child is self-disciplined enough to be on their own and go to class. Am I? Currently, Mm -hmm. right now, my daughter, yeah, unless something changes, we're going to have to wait a while before she gets to a point because right now, if I am not jumping down her throat every night, then um, math homework isn't getting done. Mm -hmm. So the last thing that's going to happen as soon as I send her off is that she's going to just suddenly decide, okay, well, now I need to be responsible. Um, It just doesn't happen that way. Also, you kind of have to decide, does your kid already have the habits of a college-bound student? What would those habits be? You'd say? Yeah, do they get themselves up, uh, themselves up, even on the weekend mm-hmm. at a regular hour? Do they take showers without you having to remind them? Are they pretty <laughs> bit good about doing their own laundry right now? Yeah. Uh, when's the last time that they made a financial mistake and were they able to resolve it on their own, or did they make it even worse? Those are just that's some, me right now. Yeah, those are just some of the uh, self-discipline things wow. that, that they that they might need. You know. Um, adolescents, I was reading from this article, says who already practice healthy habits to care for their physical and mental health um, are going to be much better off once they get to college. Uh, ask my wife. My wife now has an advanced degree, um, but she failed out of college her very first semester. A lot of people do. And she had a chunk of debt 
from yeah. that yeah. that we paid off years later. But she then went and worked on her own for quite some time. And guess what? When she went back to school, straight A's the entire time. Yeah. Straight A's and sailed through because mentally she was ready. Her mom did kind of panic. I can't believe that you're a college dropout. And now you're just a barista. And I don't think, uh, I mean, she learned, I think, kind of helpful skills about dealing with the public. And now it's a fantastic and fantastic employee for somebody. And listen, I think one of the most important things from my perspective of college is getting out of your hometown and being around people that are different and have different perspectives and ideas. And that's very important. But I'll say there is something about using the training wheels for me. That was going to a junior college. Well, I was that just was getting, getting right a job say. right out of high school and staying at home a little longer than a lot of uh, my friends from high school. You're did. really helping me make a bridge because you know what if your kid isn't ready for school right now and you think, well, what are they going to do? They're just going to live at home and and, and 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 suck off of me or whatever. No, they should and, get a job, go to JUCO, like something like that. Sure. Or there are plenty of trade schools right now. We have done a weird thing in our country where somehow we've made trade schools seem almost yeah. other or shameful. Um. Your young person may have some real interest in some of the trades, and some of those things come in very handy. Maybe they have a a, a bit of an interest in building, and you send them somewhere where they learn, you know, some um, uh, CAD designing, or sure, or even just CNC uh, machines. uh, Exactly, and then that that may form their interest in engineering, and they end up going to engineering school that keeps you a little happier. I love that aspect, and I tried that. Turns out you got to be good at math. Yeah, but sometimes doing math in a practical setting like that, where you understand why it's being done, is much easier than the setting of, hi, I just want you to figure out these problems. You're like, why? When do I ever use this? Disagree. Can't see my toes through my steel toe boots. (laughs) Okay. Okay, (laughs) exactly. So it makes it hard to uh, count. Uh, Also, it might be time for a gap year. Maybe you have a family member in another city. And they can go there and even work at a coffee shop or something. Oh, and I, got, see. I had my gap year in college. My <laughs> gap years. Yeah. What does that mean? Fill yeah. in the gap. You just, what are you trying to say? Did you just, take out time off? or No. Nah, it's the kids, the kids segment. He's already stalking you. Stalk back at the CJ Morgan. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 101X. More than just a frosty window, Wendy's has a new seasonal shake. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! Wendy's is introducing a new holiday shake. It's, uh, well, a Frosty. It's not a shake. It's a Frosty. It's called the Peppermint Frosty, and I am not having it. But first, can we address my misspeak when I called Wendy's Wendell's? Yeah, it sounded like a uh, Good barbecue know. joint. Oh, did it? Wendell's, right? What was the adjective you said before? It sounded almost like a sex act. Doing the Wendell? <laughs> Something Wendell, yeah. It could be that, too. Uh, anyhow, uh, they're going to retire their strawberry shake, which was just introduced oh. uh, a month or so ago, and bring out uh, the peppermint Frosty. And, of course, they'll still have their iconic chocolate Frosty available as well. But yes. here's the deal, Wendy's. Do what you do, and that's it. You're known for the Frosty. Sure. It makes it special to go get a Frosty when you just have a Frosty. When you start doing stuff every month, then you just become, oh, I don't know, Dairy Queen or McDonald's. Hey, man. Who does it better? Are they doing everything every month? Dairy Queen sure as hell does it better. Like- and yes, they're every. this is now their, I believe, fourth or fifth different kind of Frosty. Well, yeah. Do you have to have vanilla for the annoying kids? Sure. Yes. Yes. 
but it there makes was it, strawberry. It, Add a different ice cream-like flavor. No, Come on, no, man. No, no. Frosty's a Frosty. Wendy's, that's what you should focus on. Stick to your brand. Dance with who brung you. Don't Look, start man, bringing new and different things. I don't like it. If they stuck with not changing things up, we'd still have the old crappy 90s Wendy's fries. You understand this? Those tasted better dipped into a frosty what than the, the new hell? ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the new ones also get cold faster. I'm uh, gonna have to agree to disagree. Uh, okay. Either way, uh, I'm not uh, super excited about this, but it, it spurred something that I want to discuss on CJ's Fat tomorrow. Uh, I want to know things that fast food restaurants shouldn't do but do well. For instance, if Taco Bell introduced a hamburger uh-huh. and their straight up normal hamburger was really good. That that's kind of where I'm going. All okay, right. Jack, awesome. Jack in the Box does a taco. Or they do an egg roll. So <laughs> think of fast food restaurants Cheesecake. and something that should not be on their menu. Not a, not necessarily like the McRib, a a, a a once in a time kind of thing, but something that is always on a menu of a restaurant that they should not have that they do. And that is like, damn! I go to Jack in the Box for their egg rolls. Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm hmm. gonna think it through because I gotta ruminate on that. I got my number one already. Oh wow! Well, it's all a right. secret. I'll tell you tomorrow on CJ's Fat. Yes, it is time for Editor Bennett, the hit game that I made up, and even to this moment, right now on air, Spencer and our well off air, sure. <laughs> Spencer and I are trying to come up with rules and changes and yeah. all that fun stuff. But we have decided to enter it in semesters. Pick a semester, a point total to get to, and end it there, and then everyone's points reset, starts over. Emily, Matt, CJ, myself, uh, I am the winner of the first semester. Uh, That seems fair. Yeah, you were way ahead. I think you had like 13 points and the most. I was in second with like, what, three, two or three? Uh, There are two. There are two versions. Uh, The the controversy wiped away. I had 13. No controversy. I had 18. Matt had negative two. Emily had negative three. You had second place with six. Oh, I had six. So second place. Wow. Uh, point being, here's what we're going to do. An editor bet it. Uh, we're going to just do whoever gets to 15 points, wins that semester, gets a star next to their name. Sure. But let's go back and recap some of the best moments. Here is what edit or bet it is, edit or bet it is all about. The four of us in this room have different personalities, things that we are into, and uh, the other person doesn't know it all. It's kind of fascinating that Matt's never seen a Marvel movie. Emily could care less about Star Wars. I've never played some of the games you have. I don't know crap about Emily's hentai anime. Just kidding. Hentai's uh, clown fetishes, too, apparently. She's got a lot of clown fetishes. (laughs) Just kidding. Dude, she's going to come in here in a minute and be pissed at us that we keep bringing up that clown fetish. (laughs) I don't know. Tweet at Emily. At Earth Toe. She's got a clown fetish. Let her know. So let's revisit some of the best moments of Editor Bennett, which is uh, one of us presenting a story, mm-hmm. a subject that someone else uh, knows about and trying to hide something in there. Two truths and a lie. This is Emily and me, CJ, going at it with Star Wars. Uh, Java Decentric, see, I told you this is uh, TRE, more commonly referred to as Java the Hutt, is a Hutt gangster and a crime lord, as well as a leading member of the Hutt, the Grand Hutt Council, and influential leader of the Hutt clan, who operated and led a criminal empire from his palace on the outer rim world of Tatatuni. He first appeared in Star Wars in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, where C-3PO and R2-D2 visit Jabba the Hutt's palace to deliver a message from Luke Skywalker. What okay. is incorrect about <laughs> that <laughs> statement? I'm going to say... Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. I got to lock you? it in first. Oh, you got to lock it in first. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. First, then you make your bet. I got excited. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Luke Skywalker sent them C-3PO and R2-D2 as gifts uh, to Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm just going to say Jabba appeared before uh, Return of the Jedi. He... That is correct. So there you go. That's how it works. Uh, yeah. Emily presents me with a uh, synopsis of something I'm an expert in. And uh, if I get it right, I get five points. If she does, she gets five. And the two uh, onlookers get a bet. And that was an excellent find, by the way, on your part, because uh, still a technicality. It, it is. They're all technicalities, to it, be fair. Yeah, uh, we're trying to make it more just about the content. Sure. And, uh, this is where the first bit of controversy set up was when Matt and Spencer, Mass Effect. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 are action role-playing video games developed by Electronic Arts for Microsoft Windows, Xbox, and Play, eventually PlayStation. All three installments of the game were built using the Unreal 3 engine. The game is set within the Milky Way galaxy in the 22nd century and tell the story of Commander Shepard, an elite human soldier. In 2012, a version of Mass Effect 3 was created for the Wii U console, but did not carry the name Mass Effect 3. Let me walk through this. Initially, I thought it wasn't developed by EA. It's developed by BioWare, but they own BioWare, so technically it is developed by them as their parent company. My biggest concern here is with the engine that they developed the game in. I could have sworn it was a different engine, not the Unreal 3 engine. Well, we have to have a decision, Spencer. Yes, uh, that's where I'm going to place, uh, it's not the Unreal 3 engine. I believe it's the Frostbite engine. Spencer, you were right on it in the beginning, okay? The game was not developed by Electronic Arts. It was simply mm. published by Electronic Arts. Electronic oh. Arts is truly only a game oh, publisher no. anymore. Yeah. They were not the developer. You oh. didn't know the developer's name. You even said it out loud. And that's where the controversy started. That's where the tricks and the twists began. Yes. And when we come back, the biggest controversy of Editor Bennett, and we need you to weigh in. Is this game dumb? Is it good? <laughs> what should the rules be at the CJ Morgan or at 101X? Uh, we're going to fight again coming up in a couple minutes. We've come up with a little fun game on the show called Editor Bennett, basically two truths and a lie, where one of us present a summary in a subject the other person is an expert in. Uh, last week, or a couple weeks ago, we had a bunch of controversy because uh, Emily loves Harry Potter. It yes. is her favorite thing, and Spencer was challenging her. I was. So you prepared an entire summary of Harry Potter, um, and you were going to trick her with one little tiny thing. Sure. That's how you win points on this. Absolutely. That's how you win the game. Yes. And Emily, being an expert, being a fan, was so excited to listen to your presentation. And, and if she lost, she probably would have been like, oh, that was fun. You got me. Mm -hmm. uh, let's hear how it actually went when Spencer tried to trick Emily about Harry Potter on Edit or Bet It. The Harry Potter series tells the tale of a young wizard named Harry James Potter as he attends a school dedicated to teaching witchcraft and wizardry while also attempting to stop a dark wizard from attaining immortality and subjugating the entire world. Potter is usually joined by his friends, Ronald Billius Weasley and Hermione Jean Granger on his adventures and is oftentimes mentored by renowned professor and headmaster Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. The seven-book series was originally printed in English and published by Scholastic Press in the UK and United States. According to author J.K. Rowling, Rowling, whatever, 
The main theme of the series is death, although strong themes of prejudice, corruption, and madness are also notable. I don't know, man. There's a lot of names. Not a lot of content about the plot, Spencer. That's that's what I have an issue with. That was in the with. first sentence. Um, I'm going to go with, I don't know, is is there Dumbledore's name incorrect? Give it to uh, us. Matt may know what uh, is wrong here because he performed a similar maneuver to yes, me. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> uh, can I say what I think it is? The publishing. Scholastic is a U.S. publisher. I think they only publish U.S. books. And you said U.S. and uh, British. And I think that's where you tried to get her is in something that had nothing to do with the story okay, itself. So that means, is that right? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> but here's the problem. By, by virtue of me losing points last week, I did the same thing. I know. I, I, but uh, can we, like, so fix Matt. this game and do it about the content? Yeah, it's got to be about the content. Yes, because yeah. when I did the one for CJ, I totally did my research and figured out Star Wars. I've never read Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars, whatever. And I picked out yeah, a, something from Star Wars that's content. That's too technical. So, Emily uh, took the L in that one. Spencer got the win. Created controversy. Yes. Dude, she was pissed. Yes, she was. Like, I felt really bad. She didn't talk to me for like a day or two. What I love about this game is we are all competitive. Yeah. All four of us. Surprisingly, Matt Bearden, who I think the older, smarter one, more experienced in life, I think he would be the most competitive. He's not. It's you and Emily are the most competitive because I've seen this game ruin both of your days. Yes, actually. I, in fact, you won last week and the rest of the day you were off it because you were so nervous. Weird. I, was, I was nervous and I felt bad about tricking my friend Matt. And it's very I, strange to feel that way, by the way. It, it is. Because uh, it feels it, dirty a little bit. It feels... Sure. <sighs> and that's not to mean that I'm not neurotic and weird about it because sure. I've spent hours working on an Excel sheet and a scoring system and, and just changing the rules every moment to make it more fun. <laughs> uh, after that week, I presented uh, Emily with a proper Harry Potter thing. Yes, I, thank I, you. I did manage to get her. The trick was... Calling someone a, a animagus when they're actually a werewolf, so a little, yeah. little tricky, but that was within the bounds. However, Spencer, you did come back the next week and present something to Matt where you tricked him in a subject he was an expert in, and Oof. I didn't think you would get this because you could give a crap less about this band. The Smiths, here's uh, Spinny's big victory. Are you ready to present Whew. The Smiths to Matt? So nervous, yes. Here we go. Yes. And you're making the bet that Spencer will Gets trick it right. me. Yep. That Spencer will trick me. Yep. He's going to trick me. All right. Here we go. Here's our four sentences. All right. Here we go. The Smiths were an English rock band formed in Greater Manchester, England. The band, consisting of singer Morrissey, guitarist Johnny Marr, bassist Andy Work, and drummer Mike Joyce, performed their first live show October 4th, 1982. During what will be their last tour in the U.S., bassist Andy Rourke was stung on the leg by a stingray in Florida and the band had to cancel their last four concerts due to the doctor's recommendation. Despite their tenure as a band lasting only five years, they are often regarded as a defining, influential force in the independent music scene of the 1980s. It was a stingray. It wasn't, that wasn't okay. why it was canceled. We're locked yeah. in. He may have been stung, but that's not why they canceled the last four shows. Spencer, what do we got? 
That is incorrect. Unfortunately, uh, the stingray thing is apparently true. A lesser known uh, story from the Smiths, actually. Son of a bitch. See, that was fun. Yeah, well, listen that, how nervous. I was like, still so nervous about were, it. But that actually made it fun because no one knew that fact, and it sounds so absurd. It can't true. be true. And I was like, the way I worded the initial sentence about the different bassist on their first plate, like it was grammatic. It was grammatically sneaky of me. Uh, and I'm proud of myself. Well, we're going to enter semester two <laughs> next week of Editor Bennett. Matt's going to challenge me in Napoleon Bonaparte. We'll see how that goes. Oh, man. Are you nervous? Do you like this game? Or is it stupid? Or is it <laughs> only good because it makes the four of us angry, nervous, and fight with each other? Let us know at 101X. I promise to just tell the boss, not us. If you hate it, we'll cancel it. No, just kidding. I'm winning. We won't. <laughs> what is the one TV show that you wish that you could watch again for the very, very first time? <laughs> Time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. It's the Nerd Report, and yes, let's nerd out about some of our favorite television shows and moments. Now, I'm going to add this to it. We're saying that your memory's lost of it. Wiped. You know yeah, nothing no, about exactly it. No, that's exactly it. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. You don't know anything about it. It's, it's like the feeling that you got from mm. watching that show for the very first time experiencing that again without any knowledge of the show. Hell to the yes. I've got that. Yeah, you have some? I know some? some of my favorites, but uh, there are you a lot of one. good things in recent memory. Earlier oh, yeah. this week on the Nerd Report, we talked about Westworld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just what a like, mystery and fun, different kind of uh, element that had to it. Say, Not to mention, I did figure it out without cheating, but I did figure it out that one character was also the man in black, and that uh, oh, er- yeah, yeah, early yeah. on, I was like, this is two different timelines. Yes. Um, so I, no, and, yeah, yeah. And I... I I did too did eventually, but it was, it was literally right before, almost like just right before they revealed it. And I was like, yes, but it doesn't feel as good as if you pick up. I, on think, I, I think I did that early. And that's the thing that does make me feel sad about. Um, and I had a few on Game of Thrones, too, mm-hmm. um, where I'm like, man, my Wikipedia-ness has ruined me because I was pretty good at predicting what's going to happen on some stuff. Uh, point being, that show was really good. Had a very great feeling in, in watching it. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things at season one was not only a special time in my life, but just that feeling. It came out late September before Halloween. The music, the yeah. 80s vibe. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of how I consume media and how I remember media is based on what else is going on in my life around me and when I watch these things. There are specific songs in my life where if you play a song or tell me about a song... I could tell you exactly where I was the first moment that I heard that song. Yeah, just because I, I it's few. like situational. Dude, so. I have someone 101X that I pulled over in my car. I, I don't think I was I was not an employee here, and there are songs where I have that moment. And mm-hmm. and yeah, the same thing kind of does go with television the shows television because shows, yeah. you can rewatch stuff, but the feeling and the emotion the f- and the, about not knowing anything and the mystery yeah. yes. it's, it's so so powerful well, yeah, that your, being your said, memories are absorbing everything in your environment mm-hmm. so you know that's how you color it for the going forward that, yeah. that being said there are there are some shows that uh i like re-watching again and again and again because yeah. you pick up on more like Shit's yeah. creek is one of them yeah. where i will laugh and discover a joke i haven't seen before and it's just amazing uh but more powerful i would say TV show. Are there any? Let's let's right now subconsciously make a list of our tops. Oh, okay. I don't want to do it yet. That's a tease. That's coming up. Okay, okay, okay. But just a few others recently, things that you've watched and enjoyed that you're like, um, man, I want. I wish I could feel that newness again because Mm -hmm. 
I have that with people where they're starting a series and they're like, dude, uh, I'm doing this. I'm like, yes, I'm ready for you. I'll be there for you. Yeah. I recently uh, started um, a couple years ago The Wire. Yeah. And all my buddies Ooh. were excited about that. And then uh, uh, Better Call Saul, I just started and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, hell yeah. Let me give you some advice. Here's what you do. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and, and other people were joyful and jealous that they were getting to that I was getting to, to do this that as a complete virgin yep. for the very first time. Yep. Oh, hey. For the very first time. Any other recent examples you can think of? Something that, uh, you know, not your best, but but just something oh, that you're like, damn, that was man. good. I enjoyed See, that. Well, I don't want to spoil it because I, I do have a few, but I would like to discuss it and put those in my top. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think one thing that... I would like to experience for the first this this isn't part of my list but I uh, I grew up watching Seinfeld with my parents every single night once with these people yeah every single night my dad we had a routine my dad would come home from work my mom would make dinner we would sit down at the dinner table we'd watch Seinfeld and if my dad came home early it would be friends so it'd be friends or oh. Seinfeld every single night literally every single night of my childhood so I can't even tell you the first time that I watched friends or Seinfeld so they took that away from me I didn't have a first time I don't remember and you were it. probably too young to understand yeah, some of the situation exactly yeah. so I would love to have never have seen any of those before like everybody was so obsessed with watching friends a couple of years ago right everybody was like the resurgence of friends but oh, yeah. I could never enjoy re-watching friends because it just I mean it reminded me of my childhood and I was just like yeah I grew up with this this isn't anything new to me like you guys are just now watching it and just now break or whatever like yeah no it so I would have loved to never have seen those shows growing up and then like experience them as an adult which I a lot still... of people are doing with different yeah. exactly. shows now because yeah, of yeah. streaming Okay. Yeah, and, and I I love Seinfeld. I still watch Seinfeld. My car is named Elaine. Like, it's a yeah. big part of my life. But I can't tell you the first time that I watched it and how I felt because it's just something that's always been in the background. But that's not my answer. So I'll give you my actual answers when we come back, right? Yeah, let's play a couple songs. Let's write down our list because I still got to come up with a few. And we'll discuss our top TV shows that we wish we could rewatch with no memory of them before. Making your drive home a little weirder. CJ Morgan. On 101X. We posed the question, what television show from your past do you wish you could basically have your mind blanked and rewatch again for the very first time for all that feeling, emotion, the mystery? Uh, we discussed that a couple minutes ago in the Nerd Report, and now we've all whittled it down to what would be our uh, quintessential, our top TV shows that we would do this for. Yes, sir. Mind yep. blank, go back, watch it all over again. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with mine. Yes, okay. please do. Because I had friends in the office that were always talking about this show, and I would make fun of them because they would say all this crap, and I would just be like, gang, 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 like, man, they're like, dude, you don't watch this? I'm like, no, I don't watch it. Like, I don't know it. It's dumb. I don't watch TV. TV's boring. Uh, and then one Saturday, my fiance, my, oh, she was not my fiance. She was Oof. my ex. Oof. Oof. Yes. I'm texting her right now. Uh, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, this other sweet young lady, still friends. Point being, she's out of town uh, for several days. Um, I don't have crap to do. Weather's kind of whatever. Um, we had a free HBO trial, and I was like, uh, whatever, I'll turn it on. And the moment, the very first 10 seconds where the walls, the gate from the wall opens and three Minute arms from the Night's Watch go out into the frozen north. I was hooked, 
And that weekend, I finished all of season one and half of season two of Game of Thrones. I knew you were going to say there that. There is a magical that is a giant part of your personality moment about that show. Nerd about <laughs> the the about guys like Rob Stark and them in when they were in war. Unfortunately, I can't go back and watch it. No. I, I cannot. And no. it's not because well, of the cliche, disappointing ending everyone's mad at. It's because I was so emotionally invested and drained and just that same feeling doesn't come back. And I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not shocking anymore. Um, well, of course. No. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I also, you know, the mystery and the allure of the the White Walkers and all this and the music and everything, it just... It, it, it went away. And even watching it again now, I start to get stressed mm-hmm. when I see people and things because I know. So Game of Thrones would be my top that I would have to go back sure, and see again sure. uh, mm-hmm. with no memory. Okay, Emily, cool. what about you, Em? Uh, okay, my top. Well, okay. This is going to be on a very different spectrum from any of this. But I'm going to say the top show that I wish that I could rewatch the very first time with no memory of it would be New Girl. Girl. And I know that sounds very sweet and innocent. New Girl is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time because it gives me such like a happy feeling. And let me, some backstory on the first time that I watched New Girl. I've always loved Zoe Deschanel. Mm -hmm. I've always, when I was growing up, I like was that annoying girl that was like, I'm going to be just like Zoe Deschanel. Uh, Like she's so quirky. She's so cute. Zoe, yeah. Yeah. I remember her coming out of an interview being like, why do people call me quirky? I hate it. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) It just means weird or whatever. (laughs) But the first time that I watched New Girl was right when I first moved into my brand new apartment right after I graduated high school. Um, So I was living with roommates for the first time. I had moved to Austin. It was a magical time in your life, too. Yeah, I moved to Austin with one of my best guy friends. And so I was living with a dude. And and my friends were like, oh, there's this show called New Girl. And your roommate reminds me of Schmidt from New Girl. And I was like... Oh, okay. That sounds funny. Like, I'll watch it. And I was going, I think I was going through like a breakup at the time or like there was something really, really impactful in my life. And it was like one of the first bad adult situations that I was ever going through. So I was watching New Girl every single night to cope. And it was amazing because it really reminded me of like what being a fun young adult was like. And and like it made me look forward to growing up. Oh, yeah. Because cool. it was like, oh, my gosh, like she's she's just like me. She like lives in this apartment with like these dudes that don't know how to put away their dishes. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just thought it was funny and quirky. And I used to dress just like her, too. And yeah, so it just gave me a lot of good feelings. And I would watch it in the bubble bath and just like anytime I was depressed, it was like watch new girl and I still watch that today but now I know everything that happens and you know the magic kind of fades away a little bit after a while the longer a TV show goes on a series the longer they have to keep it and yeah and then the the situations are just what's your top oh man lost now, oh, I never I've still said, not ab- seen Lost. After it's all over, it's just kind of like, oh, well, that was kind of a lot of it disappointing. was yeah. a little disappointing. But like the entire ride throughout most of the time was just kind of crazy. And there's mm-hmm. nothing that can replace that or take you back. And, and a lot of it was mystery and this allure. And sure, a lot of it wasn't solved. It was one of the big character driven shows yeah, where each one was right. advertised it was all it was the a time, too. Person. Well, yeah. it was usually and through someone's perspective and, that episode yes. with a different survivor. And I thought that stuff was really cool exploring all their backgrounds, uh, it, it, engaging in the mystery of the island, uh, not knowing because people could. That was one of the first shows where main characters were getting killed, things like that. Huge. Dying. 
terrifying. You know, this is before Game of Thrones, a few years before Game <laughs> We're of Thrones. We're going to kill off and, everyone. Or a year or two yeah. before Game of Thrones, actually. But yeah, um, and some one of my favorite characters who was played by, damn, I can't remember his name, but uh, John Locke. Absolutely. The old man who was just this sort of like philosophical all of a sudden because he was. his ability to walk. Yeah, he gained an ability to walk. And it's just, it's, it, it tried to be a little bit more philosophical and just sort of pretentious and fancier than it, it actually did, was. It, it, it did got get weird, but it's weird, like, but I still enjoyed it towards the end. Uh, good. That, that was yeah. all mine. So you, oh, you I'm summed, sorry. No, you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My last one would be X Files, just because again, as a kid, that was so much fun and so mysterious. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe Family Guy because early <laughs> on, early on, it was great, and there wasn't yeah. that reference humor and just turned stupid. Uh, Emily, real quick, give us uh, yeah. A, a my final more. two, uh, we're gonna be Breaking Bad ah, because same here, same I, here. I watched Breaking Bad after it was finished coming out, same and I was here. completely like, I had no idea what was going on. Too stressful. Yeah, yeah and so my fr- my but boyfriend. At the you time, were streaming right, so yeah. we binge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just binged it, and then immediately after, I went to New Mexico and I did everything <laughs> in Albuquerque. Yeah, I was so I was so obsessed. It was such a good uh, show. And man. then finally, Black Mirror. That was the other one because okay. when that was first coming out, everything that happened in Black Mirror, I felt like was so different from any other TV show, and it was just so like sci-fi and strange. And there was a new like every episode was like a, just like a new twist and turn. And yeah, so you know what, Lucky, if you haven't seen any of these you need to go back and watch them for the first time and then tell us about it because I'm jealous let's just go back and watch shows that other people watch starting yeah. with the Waltons in Bonanza oh boy. it's your assignment okay sure Spinny my man how are you feeling today are you no longer tired I'm feeling all right. You, uh, you've had to get up early and uh, replace Matt Bearden for the last uh, couple day Monday and Tuesday sure. right uh, uh, Tuesday Wednesday what's today Thursday it, yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like it's uh, just all become spaghetti. Because I'll be honest, man. Still pretty tired. I slept in today, and I got up at like 9, and I was like, damn, I just want to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I did for like 30, and I made it worse, but yeah. Well, I'm Matt's, Matt's sick, so up. he's been in and out and trying yeah. to to recover, and he does have another show uh, across the hall, uh, Mornings yeah. with Matt, Bob, and Powered by Chewy, so you filled in for him. Yeah. You did a good job. Thanks. Uh, you're funny. You listen? Oh, wow. You're enjoyable. Yeah, listen back to the podcast. Um, I always... I still listen to uh, Morning X and uh, the show across the hall at KLBJ. That's where I started was KLBJ. That's where yeah. I got a lot of my my fans followed Matt and myself over here to 101X. And uh, I just want to say you were a great representative of the show was over I? there. I heard you guys talk about me, mentioned me a couple yeah. of times. So uh, thanks for promoting it. And I just want to play probably the best clip Uh-oh. of uh, you promoting uh, the show. Uh-oh. Of uh, telling people that you're a big part of the CJ Morgan show. What did show. I say? Here we go. Chris. Hey, Pest Control Chris. How we doing? Hey, What's man. up? Bro? All right, man. What's up, bro? I'm doing well. Hey, big baby son, I missed you. It's What's nice up? to hear your jolted tones on the radio again, my friend. <laughs> Good to hear you too, man. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. Yeah, I know. It's because they try to keep you in your sad little cage. And I'm like, no, nah, free my baby bird. Let him sing. Let yes. him sing. He's a fly. baby gorilla just caged up. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, thanks, uh, yeah. Pest Control Chris, who clearly... Hasn't been. He used to call into this show. He used to, man. And doesn't. I guess he doesn't listen anymore because he doesn't know you're on the radio every goddamn day talking. Hey, man. Too much if you ask me. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's let's hear What's, that again. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I want to make sure I heard. Here. Go on. I want to okay. make sure I heard everything correctly. Sure. Uh, because again, I'm a little frustrated with uh, when Matt moved over here to 101X. We started just Matt and CJ. One weekend, everyone was like, "I can't do it." I mean, it took a while. It takes time yeah. to form chemistry and go. And then, Correct. of course, Kathy, the cat lady, another Austin radio listener, who was like, "It sucks. I can't listen to that station. I can't listen to those people." So I'm. I'm just I, I need to once again hear that clip of you promoting our show on another more popular big morning show. The, that cast and characters have been together for decades. Uh, let's hear again Spencer taking the opportunity to promote his main job being producer and co-host of this show on 101X. Hey, big baby son, I missed you. It's What's nice up? to hear your dulcet tones on the radio again, my friend. <laughs> Good to hear you too, man. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. I'm going to have to save those for later. I want to remix all of that. You don't get to talk a lot on this show. Or specifically... Well, we don't get to talk to this pest control. We don't get to talk a lot. No, clearly we don't get to talk. We play too much music. Uh, Is that what you're assuming here? I guess so. You clearly didn't hear the part where Bob asked me live in front of everyone else listening... um, where they can find me, where else? And of course, I promoted my weekend shifts, but I was True. like, I'm here every weekday, Correct. three o'clock on the yep, CJ Morgan yeah. show. I, I did hear that actually. Oh. Um, yeah, you spent more I would time. Like that to be presented into evidence. You, then I will. I mean, it doesn't help your case because you spent more time promoting that your Sunday on KLBJ and weekends on 101X occasionally sure. than you did your main five days a week show well, doing look, this. Look, man, if I offended you. Good. No, no. I mean, we, we, <laughs> no, no. You, you, I'm fine. Everything's great. We don't. You don't seem like you're okay. We don't get a talk over here. We don't have fun over here. We Everyone loves over. That's Matt. My, that's my motto, and you know it. Okay, we have you know, fun here. I'm fine. You know what? Pest control, Chris, Kathy, the cat lady, all the rest of you, uh, take your crusty old asses over to KLBJ and listen to Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin again and again CJ. and again. Because I'm going to jam it out with the hits. Imagine Dragons, 21 Pilots, The Struts. We just played brand new stuff. You know, I'm going to play new music and make interesting, fun things in between that. And sometimes include Spencer. Sometimes. Are you reducing my hours? I do. No, I don't have the power. You don't have the power. I, just, no, you I, don't. I actually am really happy when you show up and, hey, and help hey. me and stuff like that. I love you, man, but uh, I'm going to need those, those sounders you just played earlier I can't. of me. No, it's done. Um, well, I, I need those edits. I we, like the laughing. No, we, thing. we've talked too much. We have to stop talking. Do it. That's what that's what you said, Spencer. We don't talk over here. Never we don't get to hang out and have fun. So there you go, Spencer. Putting words uh, in my mouth. Uh, Spencer I Benedict. Don't appreciate it. And to Spencer. Hey, big baby son, I missed you. It's What's nice up? to hear your dulcet tones on the radio again, my friend. <laughs> Good to hear you too, man. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. We don't get to talk a lot over on that other show I'm on. Did you know? Spitzy here with CJ. No Matt, because he's sick. We told him to go home, even though that means pest control Chris and Kathy and Cat Lady and all the stupid Matt fans from KLBJ won't listen to 101X because they're so old and crusty they can't take any actual live good entertainment with Imagine Dragons. 
Uh, did you know I've imagined dragging these nuts across your chin? Yeah, of course. Uh, we Who still got to prank call my mom today, speaking of that. But Completely forgot, because I forgot to brainstorm any This sort of... segment's not about that. It's about, did you know? Woo! Fun Woo! fast facts uh, that have to be true, because you heard them on the radio, and I read them from the internet. Did you know? Tell me. The African spinny mouse is the only mammal that will go on another radio show and not promote the show it's on mainly and say that you don't get a talk. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. I didn't know mice could talk. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, did you know? It's the spiny mouse, and it's the only one that can lose up to 60% of its skin and then grow it all back. Uh, uh, apparently, their skins are really brittle and easily tear, ooh. which uh, help them escape predators that have locked their claws on them. But that seems Terri- gross. Terrifying, man. Yeah. Almost Imagine like a 60%. Shedding. That's a lot. That's like up to your waist or a little past your waist, man. And That's is it crazy. Just, are you just seeing the muscles and skeletal structure after it, that? Oh. Uh, that might be. No, I'm not going to Google that. So yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know uh, uh, Sir Isaac Newton believed the world would end in 2060? Whoa. Dude's probably not wrong. Yeah. Uh, not based on scientific <laughs> studies or findings, but based on the extreme religious beliefs he developed late in his life. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he did some calculus since he did invent like some math stuff. Yeah, he invented the apple falling on the ground. Well, and then he shot it with an arrow. Did invent... Did, what? I'm just Is that true? Crap up. No. <laughs> hey. But it's, uh, it, I can lie if I don't say, did you know, beforehand. If I say, did you know, you know it's true like this. Did you know? Yes. Uh, there's a place called Inaccessible Island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Sweet. And because of the weather patterns, it's only possible to get there one week a year. Really? That's where I need to retire. That, oh, come on. No, I, I couldn't I want to go there. But then I guess you can't leave anytime you want. You got to leave in that get, window. If you want a snack. Oh, that sucks. Even though, like with a submarine. It's got to be some kind of way. I mean, well, still, the weather patterns affect the currents. Submarines cost, what, like a billion or something to make one? I don't know if you're really going to get access to a sub. Did you know no. the world's very first cyber attack <gasps> happened in 1988? I thought it would have been later. Huh. Uh, it happened when a student at Cornell University wrote a program to detect how many computers were connected to the Internet. And he wound up clogging up the entire thing. So he Uh-oh. crashed the internet in the early days of that. Nice. Wasn't intentional. Did you now, ever, have you ever cybered before? Not really. <laughs> Such I've, a weird thing. Dude. Back in the early days of the instant messaging and stuff, it was just, I remember one person asked me to cyber and I was like, I don't know. Like, what, what are you I hacking? Do? What are you cybering? It's like cyber S, cyber, cyber sex, cyber. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I was like, I don't think this is going to catch on, kind of like phone sex. Because at least with phone sex, you you're there and you're hearing and you're like, it's live. The kinda. internet, that, that's how it gave way to complete <laughs> catfishing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cyber attacks and stuff like that, there was a story in the news this week. I meant to bring it up uh, for Weird or Wired, which will be coming up. And we're going to talk Elon Musk. Um, there was a dude that just got busted um, with Bitcoin. And he allegedly stole it back in like 2013, huh. had it hidden all around his house and saves. I'm safes. I'm, I'm assuming drives. He had hard drives in his place. Uh, here's the deal, though. He stole this Bitcoin in like 2013. And this isn't a did you know. I'm half assing it here. Sure. Stole it in 2013 when it was or maybe 2011 when it wasn't worth a lot of like, you know, 10, 20, 30 bucks a Bitcoin, something like that. The amount he had stolen now from Silk Road would be worth billions or something, and okay. the the, uh, the U.S. government raided it, stole it, or didn't. Yeah, they stole it. Uh, they got it back. The dude was busted. But if 
like when Bitcoin started taking off, and if you had billions of dollars of it, wouldn't you find a way to launder or go off the grid and cash in? Like, why did this dude sit on a fortune for so long? Like, maybe just a little bit, you you sneak, you eke out and, and disappear. She's probably like a lot of the other lib to, uh, <laughs> libertarian, uh, excuse me. Like uh, crypto bros are just a little bit lazy deep down. You know what I mean? Are they? Just didn't really. I mean, they do all the promoting and stuff online. NFT, come over here to my cult and all that. But yeah. so I can't find the exact story. But I there are as soon as I put man busted with Bitcoin, there are all sorts of different ones. Uh, oh yeah, fraud, um, child porn, uh, laundering. So I guess you know it's still laundering money's laundering money. Uh, yes, but uh, oh. Da, 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 da. Uh, a couple with uh, 3.6 million and billion Jesus yeah. in Bitcoin. Yeah, I can't find this particular story, so maybe I made it all up in my head. But it's all right uh, if you did. Did this is you just know? A- if you stole money, launder it. Yeah, yeah. Do it quick. Or wait, no, wait a little while. Yeah, that's you might what happened in, in Goodfellas. Yeah, as after the Lufthansa heist, they all started spending the money buying jackets and cars. That's how they got whacked. Jimmy whacked them. Every one of them. More C.J. Morgan Show coming up. Uh, We've got some stuff to give away. And yes, I'll be prank calling my mom for her birthday that I forgot. Enough with the award shows already. I've had it with the award shows. What happened to the good old days of Billy Crystal hosting them? I don't know. I guess they're just in the past, man. I gotta, <laughs> I don't know. I gotta I don't, get let go. I don't care. Uh, there was another big award show, I think, in Austin, Texas. What? And one of the worst award shows of the worst genre of music, the CMAs. The Country Music Awards happened last night, and someone who I really like, uh, Peyton Manning, was one of the hosts. Okay. And just listen to the start of just how bad and corny it is. I'm such a big fan of you, Luke. Thanks, Peyton. Do you mind? I was talking to Luke Combs. So what did you do to prepare for tonight? I walked around Nashville trying to find a cowboy hat to fit your head. (laughs) Very nice. That can't be done, actually. I don't prepare. I'm just a wing it kind of host. Trust me, that's clear. So what you're saying is, this is my worst nightmare. But it's actually okay, because I do a show with my brother Eli. I am used to this lack of professionalism. I have one goal tonight, to have fun, to come together, to unite, to country on, and to celebrate being Americans. Wow. Luke Bryan for president, everybody. My slogan, hunting, fishing, and loving every day. Luke Bryan, a candidate who will never plead the fifth, but he will drink a fifth. Dear God, like that? that was uncomfortable. You and wish it, you wrote that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm just, man, look, in the uh, hey, but he did do the comedy uh, thing where they give it up for the troops or give it up for America. That's always good for a cheer. Oh yeah, yeah. So anytime, uh, congratulations on that. But man, I'm just sick yes, and tired you. of award shows, and I think they should be done. And the, today's person behaving badly is not. The award shows, the hosts, the presenters, the writers. It's, it's a job. You need that. Uh, it's you, America, oh. for continuing to feed into this crap. Well, people, It's bad. People need distractions, man. So people you do- need to do something when they get home to feel a little bit better about the horrible day they've had. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not exactly, it's still their fault. <laughs> you sure. know, we could be watching better things. That was, that's why we have streaming. We don't need to be looking at all these crappy award shows. All right. They're dumb. You know what? You're Go right. Take the Actually, steam out of you, man. It's not, it's not my intention. I no. still hate them. I hate award shows. I don't watch them. I haven't in the past decade. Uh, sometimes I'll read results of the Grammys, things like that, that are related to our line of work, because we got to talk about it sometimes. But it's like, why do I want to sit here and watch this? Who cares? Yeah. You know? Well, I guess. It's like going to look at an award ceremony for some uh, some kids' like Little League game, and you don't know anyone there. You've just heard about them cursory. Like, okay. Okay. Cool. They get the rewards. They enjoy themselves. Good for them. Okay, you know what? They get paid millions, who cares? (laughs) I'm glad I prepared for this because we're in radio, we're in entertainment, and if I'm going to talk about an awards show, the least I can do is try to properly cover it to actually give a review of what happened last night at the CMA Awards. Is that fair enough? Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Uh, Here you go. This is my actual presentation of of, uh, my coverage of the CMA Awards. I'm Casey Morgan, and this is your Country Music Awards review. Sure, there's nothing better than getting in a pickup truck with your blue jean babe hitting the dusty road, drinking a couple of beers, and going fishing. But we all know country music's really about one thing, and that's kissing your cousin. But how in the heck do I get my cousin to kiss me? The simple answer is to start with some Luke Bryan. Now, if your cousin's older and cooler and you're not sure how to kiss him, put on some Eric Church. You want to do shrooms and kiss your cousin who pretends to like old country and drinks a lot of whiskey? Sturgill Simpson. Are you just a Nashville hipster with a man bun and want to kiss your cousin? How about Florida Georgia Line? Now, if you just want to wear makeup and pretend you are your own cousin while kissing the mirror, Lady Antebellum is for you. If you'd rather be kissed by several of your uncles at once, I recommend Brad Paisley. Everyone has that awkward cousin who recently lost a lot of weight and used to be a juggalo. Jason Aldean is perfect for that kissing occasion. If your cousin peaked in high school and still hangs out at the hometown bar, put on a little Dirks Bentley. And of course, Gary Allen's best for kissing amongst a group of cousins. That's your review of the Country Music Awards. I'm Casey Morgan. He's like the store brand of funny. CJ Morgan. On 101X. Finally, I can be verified on Twitter. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? We're going to find out. Uh, Elon Musk, the big news story, um, even probably topping the midterm elections, purchased Twitter. $45 billion? Something around there, yeah. Something like that. Uh, Social media never been uh, quite the... The hit moneymaker um, that it can possibly be. Obviously, there are billions and billions of dollars in stake, advertising revenue, tons of people yeah. use it, but still squeezing that money out of the internet. We're figuring it out. And Elon Musk thinks he has an idea playing on our, I wouldn't call it insecurities, maybe ego, perhaps. Ego, sure. For $7.99 a month, uh, you can have a blue verified check mark on Twitter, which means. You're verified. Right. You're, you're an important person. Now, originally, the blue check mark is a verification process that you are the person you're claiming to be on that specific Twitter account. Correct. But now you just uh, need a credit card. Anyone can be verified, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I love some of the some of the uh, Tom Fooleries. We'll say, oh yeah, uh, a lot of people creating fake accounts yeah. or you. 
impersonating people as parody with the check mark. And Dude, uh, there was somebody who pretended to be a Nintendo of America, so the American headquarters for Nintendo, and they posted a picture of Mario with his middle finger up. <laughs> See, <laughs> and they're getting a lot of flack for it. It looks like it's so. turned into. Yesterday, uh, someone uh, uh, created a verified parody account of Dave Chappelle yeah. and was talking about uh, uh, trans issues and. That was like, okay, that's funny. That's uh, slam dunking on him. Uh, But it is going to create problems, especially in a a platform now with less content moderation, a platform uh, with not knowing if someone verified is actually legit or not. Right, and they even uh, fired all of their sort of privacy and, and like you said, uh, content moderation team. So it's like... Is this just the Wild West again? Early days of internet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. Originally, having a blue check mark meant you were um, uh, some sort of personality. Uh, specifically, well, you- it says uh, someone of, uh, you know, here, let me let me find a, a real uh, blue check mark. But and yeah, you tell had you. to prove who you were, essentially. Correct. Through, like, a, and a I'll check. tell you about my own verification process. <gasps> uh, so you click on someone, and they, and you can still do this, by the way. You can tell the difference. That's why it's dumb to buy it, is because you can. If you want, you know who bought it and who didn't. So it only it makes you look dumber yeah. if you paid for a blue check mark. Unless it, you're trolling. <laughs> In which correct. case. Uh, anyhow, if you click on the blue check mark, it's a verified account and it tells you why. Uh, it'll either tell you this person is subscribed to Twitter Blue, or it'll tell you this account is verified because it's a notable account in government, news, entertainment, or another designated category. So, Mark Cuban. Uh, sure. Um, uh, who else am I trying to think of? The Dan White Rather. House. The White House. Uh, yeah. You know, or uh, yeah, any sort of person that's notable in media, A celebrity public figure. Um, what frustrates me is uh, us radio people, they don't love us. We can't get verified. No. There are people who are food bloggers with 600 followers that are verified, but me, I can't get, I, I can't. I don't even care about it anymore. No. Uh, but the main thing with Twitter CJ, Blue, you realize you can get verified now. I'm done. I'm not going to Not that way. That's <laughs> dumb. That that's that's. You can't I, you can't write it off as a company expense thing. I don't want that kind of verification. I mean, there is some bit of benefit for Twitter Blue if you're an avid user and stuff like that because. They have you locked down in the algorithm. You pay for Twitter Blue. You can post longer videos, better quality videos. You're allegedly tossed up in the feed to where people will see your tweets more. And it's essentially like subscribing to a, you know, the New York Times or whatever. You get access to all their articles, different features, that sort of thing. And now... To really get the people excited, they've added the blue check mark, which again is dumb because yeah. you're you're a nobody. Is it fun to make jokes with that? Sure, but now they're a bunch of random ass, trash ass people who are yeah. gonna be verified and looked at as important figures with something to say, and it's bad. And yesterday I already noticed it because my feed was filled with people giving political opinions, and I would click and they would have yeah. three thousand followers and I'd see if it was verified. Whereas I want to see what Mark Cuban has to say about something. I want to see what Dan Rather has mm-hmm. to say. Like I, I, you're not interested in Dan Rather 1960. No, <laughs> you're interested I'm in Dan, the Dan Rather. Yeah, correct. And, um, and and it's already muddied that up. And and again, I'm not I'm not big into blocking accounts. It's if they're the only reason I'll block someone on Twitter at the CJ Morgan week is if it's sustained harassment. Um, then I'm, I'll do it. But, you know, for, for political opinions, things I don't agree with, I'll mute accounts. Yeah. That being said, a lot of accounts I've muted still show up unmuted. Yeah. Elon Musk, for one, I've muted you. Um, 
and a lot of OnlyFans girls too. I follow them. Uh, at point whoa, 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 whoa. This this thing is absolutely weird. Seems a little nightmarish. With not the wired at all. It's it's no. it's giving and it's a it's ripping dumb people off. Uh, people who want that check and want that. Uh, it, it's right. expletive and just the whole thing of. There's the argument, I've thought about this since the inception of Facebook, is when do we turn something like this into what's a public commodity, meaning uh, like the telephone companies. Yeah. They got so big and private that they said, hey, telephones, railroads, these sort of things are now cable television. It's yeah. for the public good. It's well, going to fall hell, under. man. We still got to get the internet declared a public utility then. So <laughs> we got to start there. Which is good. And possibly bad to have government-regulated sort of things. But now, when you have a free media communication platform that regulates the amount of times your content can be seen or you can see content, that's a little weird. It shouldn't throttle. It should be the free market of ideas and cream rising to the crop. Sure. If I have followers on Facebook and Twitter... They should be able to see my stuff. It should because they follow me for it. And same when I follow people, it shouldn't be blocked by an algorithm. It's right. dumb. Well, I mean, Facebook's been doing something similar with uh, Meta, like pages Meta, and excuse Meta, me. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram, of course. Instagram being a bit more egregious about it. You follow these people, but then you'll be rolling through your feed, and they'll start showing you suggested posts now, just because they want you to stay on the app longer. It's not about you, the consumer. No, it's not. It's, it's about not. how much of that data we can squeeze out of you, how much I can sell to you. And how so many, it's how just, much we can keep your eyes on it. None of this is for the benefit of mankind. It's for the benefit of people making money off of it. And I say, hey, charge that seven ninety nine. but when people cancel their subscriptions in a few weeks... You're gonna. You're not gonna be making all that money. Yeah, yeah. After you know, but if you cancel before the month is over. Yeah. Hey, let's go get our blue check mark. Screw it. All right, baby. All right, Spencer. Um, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Uh-huh. She's a sweet mom. She doesn't expect gifts or sometimes even cards. She just likes a phone call. I forgot. Yeah. Should we call her now and make up for it? Uh, absolutely, dude. And don't. Uh, let's you, call. Are you gonna deez nuts her? No, no, no. I'm, dude. I'm not gonna prank call my mom because I for, I forgot her birthday. She's okay, also on okay. to me for all the prank calls. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and I don't want to hurt her feelings. So let's, okay. uh, let's do it, see man. If let's she'll do it. answer. She might not even answer when I call her from the radio station. <laughs> oh man. Hello. Hi, mom. Happy late birthday, mom. Hi, baby. Sorry, I had my volume down really low. I couldn't hardly hear you. Oh, that's okay. Mom, I'm so sorry I forgot your birthday. Oh, honey, that's okay. All right. I just, <laughs> with the election and everything and work, I just completely forgot to call you. Um, so oh, my that's bad. all right, sweetheart. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I know that's... It's there's no excuse, but I love you and happy birthday. You turned oh, 25, 25 this week. Sweetheart. Huh? Did you turn 25 this week? Well, I think I'll stay at 58. OK, OK. That's a good number. Um, I yeah. did. I did send you a bee do. A bee do. Yeah. What's a bee do? They go. Oh, well, you're missing out. I just made sweet Italian sausage quiche. Oh, I did. Have you tried bofa? What's bofa? Bofa, these nuts on your chin. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, son. No, I'm just kidding. No, really, uh, Lisa and I have a little dinner we cook every night that comes in the mail. We we did do, uh, like, we like Italian, so we did ligma. I'm not even gonna. Okay, whatever. Ligma balls. 
Yep, I knew it was something like that. I love you, Mom. I really, I really am sorry, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry I didn't uh, call you on your birthday. I love you, Mom B. Oh, honey, I know you do, sweetheart, and no worries. I mean, gosh, by my age, it's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go, and i got to let you go. i got to run home, and uh, I'm going to pick up a Frosty for Lisa. What, God damn, what is that restaurant that has Frosties? Wendy's. Wendy's nuts drop on your chin. How do you like that? Oh, gosh, son. You little pain in the behindy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Uh, I'm going to make all these jokes. I know. And- I fall for it every time. I know. I think after... 42 years I would burn. I know. Well, I, or 40. I will burn all these on a CD. I will so hurt you. And then you'll see these nuts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love you, Mom. <laughs> you are such a goof. All right. I'll, I'll see you in a little bit, Mom. Love you. I love you too, honey. It's the CJ Morgan Show on KROX FM, Pewter Austin. 101X.